Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, Giants and Jets fans? Welcome to the latest episode of our Talk is Cheap Giants and Jets podcast from NJ Advanced Media, the Star Ledger, and NJ.com. And Daryl Slater here. Uh, Andy Vasquez, our Jets reporter, joining us in a, in a minute. Uh, Tuesday evening right now, uh, a bunch of things to kind of digest since we last talked, obviously, last week. Jets beat Texans. Giants beat Packers. Great stories and great games for Zach Wilson and Tommy DeVito and this week, well, you know, pretty much the opposite. So the Jets go to Miami. They get smoked 30 to nothing. Zach Wilson gets a concussion. Um, Jets mathematically eliminated from playoff contention. The Giants go to New Orleans. They get smoked. Tommy DeVito stays upright the whole game. He doesn't play terribly, but their offense does once again, as it had so often earlier in the season. It did basically zip. Um, so the Giants now five and nine, their playoff hopes are just hanging on by a thread at this point that pretty much sealed it, put them in the toaster as far as any chances of making the playoffs goes. And so that's where they're at. You know, even if they went out at this point, I think it's like only a 30% chance they'd make it. So they need to win out and get an enormous amount of help, which is let's be honest, not happening. So three games left for both of these teams. Uh, Giants have two against the Eagles, including Christmas Day uh, next Monday, and the Jets close out uh, with the Commanders, uh, and then a couple other games. Who cares? But both these teams are five and one. But the Jets, uh, the Jets play uh, the Commanders on Christmas Eve in the afternoon at home on on Sunday. So, yeah, that's that's where things are at with these two teams. We can get into a little bit more in the weeds. Um, obviously, um, Aaron Rodgers had some things to say today, and then some things went down and like a less obviously meaningful thing with Tommy DeVito and a pizza place and all that good stuff. But we'll start with Aaron Rodgers and what happened in Miami. Well, we'll start with what happened today, Andy, uh, Aaron Rodgers, fill us in. What's, what's the latest? Yeah. Well, I, I think we kind of have to start with the Miami thing just because it's why what happened today happened today. If you listen to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers essentially without saying it, He's done for, for 2023, uh, basically said that there were conversations today with Woody Johnson, with Robert Sala, with Joe Douglas, with the medical staff or whatever. And Rogers comes out saying, you know, I've I targeted all along this point in the season. I felt good. Um, I would have had a lot of hurdles to clear this week, but, and I would have pushed. Uh, the implication being he's not going to push. And then he ended up calling it a lost year and then talked about, um, how he plans to be back with the Jets, not just in 2024, but in 2025 and perhaps beyond, saying he wants to be a starter at 40, at 40 wants to be a starter at 41, and said that 
you know, his plan was always to be with the Jets for a couple of years, and he felt like this was a lost year. So you don't have to read between the lines. His season's over. He'll either be placed on injured reserve tomorrow, Wednesday, when his practice window closes, or even if they keep him on the roster so he can continue practicing with the team, he's not going to play. So that's that. Um, and it's it's kind of a story. It's amazing to me that it actually got this close. And I don't think Rodgers is just BSing on that. Like he was, he has been moving significantly better at practice. He was under center for the first time last week. We didn't see that part, but the way he's moving in terms of dropbacks, the way he's jogging around, it is actually remarkable. Uh, you can like the guy, not like the guy, whatever you want to say. It's, it's, it's crazy that, you know, 14 weeks, he said from tomorrow, which is correct. 14 weeks from Wednesday, he had the surgery the fact that he's got it to this point is remarkable. I understand he's not a defensive lineman. He's not a guy who needs the explosion, explosiveness, explosion. But, yeah, he, he got it back this far. And if the Jets could have just won that game, a game that where we talked about last week, everything was in their favor. Um, the, the Dolphins had to be nervous. They sounded – even after the game, Mike McDaniel kind of admitted that, like, there are a lot of unknowns coming into this game because we haven't been without Tyreek Hill before. Tyreek Hill didn't play. They're coming off a terrible loss, and then the Jets just have I, – I got to say, it's probably the worst loss. One of the worst losses I've ever seen from the Jets in terms of just non-competitiveness, and that is saying something in my eight years covering the team. It, it was just a brutal performance, the kind of performance where you start to question if the coach has the locker room, that, that bad. And, you know, Rodgers had Robert Salas back today and, and Joe Douglas is back today. And I think that will get them another year, but it sets up some interesting stuff in terms of how long do you ride with this whole Rodgers thing next year if you're Woody Johnson and, and Salah and Douglas and all that. So there's a lot of implications going on, but the main stuff is that Rodgers isn't coming back this year. He plans to be a Jets quarterback for at least the next two seasons. Um, that doesn't mean much right now because he, he's got to play well next year, but yeah. it, it is – Interesting and significant, and that yes, was I mean, I think the big news of the day. The thing is, you know, he, he's not 100% and they're out of the playoffs. So if, if they were still in the playoff mix somehow and he's still not 100%, maybe he would push. But the fact that he's not 100%. Exactly. And then if he was 100% somehow and then they were were out of it, maybe he would still push to play. But the combination of not being 100% and the team mathematically be out, being out, that that seals it. Um, I think, obviously, the most impactful stuff he said today was supporting uh, Robert Sala and Joe Douglas, solid now sixteen and thirty-two. Douglas twenty-five and fifty-five, which are like crazy. Like you, you normally get canned in those situations, but we've said it a bunch of times on here. The supporter Rogers goes a long way, and he he threw his support behind those guys because, of course, he did because he wants his buddy Nathaniel Hackett back next year. But as you said, I mean, this puts the heat on this group considerably entering next year, especially if they make some improvements on the offensive line, which they have to do. Um, the heat is on to 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 produce early uh, because if they don't, you know, how much grace are you willing to give Salah? Yeah, because like you said, I mean, that type of game. It, it, OK, so normally if a coach drops a 16 and 32 with that type of game, he is not coaching the next game. Like Robert Salah would have been left on the tarmac in Miami. Right. I mean, yes. And Douglas would be I mean, I wrote it right after the game that those guys are lucky should feel lucky to have their jobs because it was that bad of a performance. It was a complete outclassing by a team, again, that had everything going against it. Uh, a key injury, a terrible loss, all the pressure on them to keep their lead in the AFC East. Um, 
and the Jets were the ones who no showed. And, and with all of this, like supposed Aaron Rodgers return on the line, so it's just, I mean, it's a warning sign to where, you know, maybe whatever. And players were asked about Rodgers afterwards, like if if it was made it more disappointing, and they were not taking that bait, which may tell you that there's a disconnect in the locker room too. You know between how this team feels about the way this year has gone without Rodgers, right? And and the fact that no real adjustments were made until, you know, basically two weeks ago when they finally had a good game with Zach Wilson in an offense that was built for him. And they didn't go out and get, you know, guys to kind of – a quarterback to maybe replace Rodgers. They didn't have a legitimate option on the roster, That those sort of things. Um, and the fact that there there are these excuses being made when the Jets were a team that were 7-4 and four last year – before losing their last six games. They were good enough to make the playoffs last year and, and blew it. Nothing really changed this year, except for they brought in Aaron Rodgers. So they should have been right there in the playoff hunt up until the end again, and they weren't because well, they lost five straight games. So the thing was solid. in the locker room, I think they're, they're that's the, where the locker room is pissed. I where mean, I think they, they felt like they gave up on the season. Yeah, and but, but with Salah, big picture, I mean, the way he comports himself after some of these games, the Sunday, his, his performance Sunday after that game was a joke, right? I mean, oh, it was brutal. Yeah. I mean, just what is this guy's problem? I mean, this lack of self control uh, is something that, he, you know, like you want a fiery coach and all that and an emotional guy, but, you know, some of these things, he, he's had to be smarter. He says a lot of really dumb stuff on the record. Like, and, and, and let's yeah. be honest, we know he says a lot of dumb stuff to people off the record, obviously, but. What uh, what Joe Bingo put out there, but um, yeah, no, I think that that's obviously something to monitor. Like, is this guy, you know, let's see what he does when Aaron with Aaron Rodgers back next year. But is he really the type of guy who can who can lead a team? Um, you have yeah, to and that, and that's the the message and the problem is that like if you're saying that thing after the game about the offensive line not being good enough, first of all, you're saying it against a team that also had its offensive line decimated and has for several weeks. And you still got absolutely destroyed by them, even though you have the better defensive line. And if it, that's bleeding into the media reaction post game, that means you've been comporting yourself that way in the locker room and around your players, not just this past week, but for multiple weeks. And like I said, that I think is the biggest problem here is that these guys have to feel in some way, shape or form, if he's making these kind of excuses that he wasn't bought all the way in on this season. And I, I think that's a legit, I mean, I wrote it after the game. It's a legitimate gripe. And, and I think that is something you got to watch moving forward because I do think his job is safe, but for now, but yes, like they may, they see similar stuff next year for a guy who says, you know, it's all about fighting through adversity and then, you know, kind of, has been the opposite of it after Rodgers got hurt. And, and yes, the Jets have had a lot of adversity, but so have the Dolphins, so have the Browns, so have a bunch of other teams that are still in playoff contention. The so, Giants, you know, that, Giants that's the problem. Back, the Giants come back to earth last week with that loss in New Orleans, tough place to play. Uh, and then they're probably going to lose Monday on Christmas in Philly. And you kind of get it. Um, the Jets obviously crashed back to earth in Miami. And now they're both five and nine. Um, Giants six in the draft order, Jets seventh. They have plenty of issues to address, you know, offensive line being way up there. Obviously, you know, at this point, uh, in PFF, the Jets are 30th and the Giants are 32nd in, in pass blocking. And the Giants are 32nd by a major margin. I mean, they are their grade is 42 and a half, and the Steelers are 46 and a half essentially. So they are way, way behind the pack when it comes to competent pass blocking. And the Jets, not much better. Um, so they have to address the you know this and um 
you know, for the Giants, they got to, you know, they're going to start DeVito again this week. Tommy DeVito, some great story, you know, and all that good stuff. But obviously he has limitations. It's clear he's an experienced player with, you know, who knows what his ceiling could be. Maybe as a backup, right? And we've talked about that. But um, they didn't do anything offensively. I, I think this angry Eagles team will, will, will beat them on Monday and, and really, truly put these uh, – put these playoff dreams to bed. I don't know if they can be eliminated this week. I don't think they can because the NFC is so clustered there. But um, but the, the the playoffs are are now, you know, not happening for the Giants, obviously. And so even they even if they won in New Orleans, it would, they still would have been a long shot. They went in as a long shot. If they won, they would have been a long shot still. But um, but they did not even win. So didn't come close. They got they got smashed. Um, especially offensively, they couldn't do anything. Um, which is what we've seen. They need to figure out this offensive line for whoever the quarterback is next year. I think at this point, probably not going to be Drake May or Caleb Williams, but you never know. I mean, we'll see where they wind up in the draft order. So, um, yeah, no, that's really for the Giants. It's been it was kind of a run of the mill loss. Their offense stunk. Um, Devito, you know, said they lacked energy. Okay, fine, you know. Um, but it wasn't, wasn't wholly unexpected. It was another blowout loss to a, a, a contending team. I mean, the giants, as they go in to play the Eagles on Monday, they've not done anything against legit contenders really under Brian Dable. They've, they've, they've hardly, they, they beat the, they beat the, uh, obviously the Vikings of the playoffs, but this is a team that has not yet shown they can be a legit contender because they're not beating legit contenders. You saw they got blown off the field earlier this season by the likes of Miami and San Fran and Dallas and Dallas twice, of course. So, um, yeah, that's where things are at for the Giants. We'll touch briefly here on the this DeVito thing with the pizza parlor. My gosh. All right. So you've all probably heard this by now, right? So he was going to do this event. Tommy DeVito was tonight here as we're talking Tuesday evening at a pizza place in Morristown. And his agent uh, raised the appearance fee from, I think, 10K to 20K. And then the owner basically put that out there, you know, <laughs> like flame the agent in public uh, because they you know couldn't afford that fit fee. Okay. Um, so what winds up happening after all that is, so Tommy DeVito did actually did two autograph signings today. The evening one got moved to a different place. Uh, he did an afternoon one at a, at another place, another restaurant. And in between he did go, he went over to this, this pizza parlor, uh, made, mended fences with, with the owner who, um, who doesn't seem to, you know, I think he, in his mind, you know, DeVito getting some bad advice there. And now Tommy DeVito has a, like a marketing guy, which is most players have this. So he didn't fire his agent. The agent's main job is to negotiate his contracts, right? That's still what the agent will do. It's just that the marketing part of the job, which is less important, um, will now go to a marketing guy, which is how most NFL players do it anyway. So clearly, uh, you know, kind of bulldog negotiating tactics are good when you're an agent going up against billion dollar NFL teams, but probably not like going up against a pizza parlor for the difference of 10 grand. There's no winning there. Uh, but Tommy DeVito obviously mended fences a little bit today. And so that's, that's where it's at. And he, I think he will do an event at that pizza place in January. It sounds like is what the owner said. So um, more importantly, um, he's got three games to show he can be, you know, he could be in the mix, should be in the mix for the backup quarterback job next year. And two of them are against the Eagles who are going to be, who are, who are really floundering right now and are going to be trying obviously in week uh, 18. They're, they're not going to be resting starters. So, yeah, no, that's where they're at. Um, but th- these two teams, it's it, we're we're now what fourteen games a season. The teams are, have the same record, and there's a lot of the similarities, right? I mean, can't pass block and can't move the ball on offense. Now the the Rodgers injury is a big part of that, but and of course Jones as well. Um, 
and you know you're starting a third string quarterback, whether it's Tommy DeVito or Trevor Simeon or Zach Wilson's played like a third stringer at times. You're not going to be able to do much, but uh, you're all, they also can't pass protect either of these teams, which is you know a huge issue. Yeah, it's it's been a rough season to watch. Unfortunately, it might like you know most of the last ten seasons around here since the Giants last went to the Super Bowl, with last year being a bit of an exception with the Jets playing well for most of the year and the Giants making the playoffs. Um, but yeah, I mean that's the big question for these teams. You know, Rodgers said today that he doesn't think they need to rebuild, they need to reload. And even more important than the offensive line is finding a receiver or, or another yeah. offensive weapon for, for him. And and it's not easy to do. If you look at how the Jets and Giants have done in free agency with receivers in recent years, um, that doesn't give you a lot of, of confidence. You know, the Jets aren't in a position where they can trade draft capital because they already gave up their second-round pick to the Packers for Aaron Rodgers this season. And what was the lost season? And they have one pick in the first 64. So it's not going to be easy to – you have to fix the offensive line and you have to get a, a wide receiver. And even when the Jets have had all of these you know, assets to be able to do that, Joe Douglas's number one goal when he came here as the GM was to fix the offensive line. It's now been six seasons. Here we are. And also they've hit on one receiver – in the last like 40 years in the draft and it's Garrett Wilson. So, um, you know, as, as a, as a true guy who's living up to a sound, I, I mean, they've had some other guys, obviously Keyshawn Johnson, you know, was, I guess, worthy of a, of as high of a pick as he was, but, but you know what I'm saying? Like a guy who has a chance to be a real long-term jet, it's not easy to do. And the jets have to do both those things this off season. Good luck. As for Joe Shane, I mean, like the other, you know, He's only been in the job for two years, and so similar goal, right? We've got a bad offensive line, fix it. Hasn't done it. I mean, the Evan Neal pick looks more brutal by the day. The guy can't even get back on the field at this point. Uh, he has played 22 games and missed what, four last year, so I think he's now missed 10 games. Um, it's actually it's up to 11 because he's missed five straight, seven overall this year, four last year, so 11 games missed. 22 played um he looks looks like a bust and the third round pick of josh azudu hasn't worked out and there are a lot of issues for this giants offensive line beyond you know andrew thomas is, is your left tackle and you know john michael schmitz is your center beyond that a lot of question marks at the other three spots and so similar to the to the jets where um tipman will be back and um help me out uh bear tucker Vera Tucker, there you go. And then you could That's have about it. That's it, right? I mean, and they, Thompson, they, maybe, but they could be last, looking at drafting a drafting a tackle high, uh, which would make a lot of sense. You have to protect Aaron Rodgers and um, you got to protect any quarterback, but a, a, certainly an older quarterback coming off an Achilles tear. Um, and so, yeah, we we spent a lot of the middle of the season talking about offseason stuff and working, you know, like writing about it. Uh, then there was this little, for both teams, this little, um, period where it was more than that um, because they were in the playoff mix or whatever to some degree. But now uh, here, as we approach the new year and Christmas, um, you can start to think more about these big picture things of areas they have to address or concerns that these teams have going into next year, whether it be the head coach or whether it be the personnel um, or, you know, whether it be how their quarterback is going to come back from an injury, whether that's Rogers or, or Daniel Jones or whether, 
the Giants will be high enough in the draft order to get someone to replace Daniel Jones. So there are all, all these, um, you know, coming out of what was a good week for both teams last week and just a brutal week for both teams this week with with a couple of road games um, after two nice home games last last week, Sunday, Monday. Um, it's total reversal as, as both teams headed on the road and dropped the five and nine. So, um, yeah, it was it was kind of a nice little stretch of a break from all that. Um but uh, this, these teams are back kind of, I mean, 22 and 59 from 2017 to 2021, tied for the NFL's worst, worst record. A little bit of a reprieve last year, but uh, they are right back there, right near the top of the draft once again. So, um, yeah, no, I mean. It, hey, I, I will say, if you were a Jets fan or a Giants fan who made the trip this weekend, at least yep. you had good restaurants and Please. fun places to hang out to make up for the misery you had to endure for those three hours at the stadium. Saw quite a bit of G- Giants fans down there in New Orleans. Uh, it was a nice weekend. It's a great city. Hey, Jets fans have been traveling well all year, and All the best. Yeah. I feel for them, but it's it is they know it is what it is. Uh, so so for the Giants, as I mentioned, they close in Philly, home against the Rams, home against the Eagles. Um, the Jets close versus Washington short week game on a Thursday night at the Browns on the 28th. And they are going to get obliterated in that game. You would think. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't think, I mean, look, Zach the Browns have been sure. Flacco is coming back to earth, but who, who, but so yeah. Trevor Simeon would probably be the quarterback against the commanders, right? You would think. And if you're on, you're talking about short week going to Sunday to Thursday, you're probably thinking Simeon again. I mean, Salah said, I think it depends how it goes with the commanders. If they win, I mean, if they lose, Salah could be desperate to avoid embarrassment because it's going to be hard to defend a lot. Wilson be cleared? Is Wilson? I mean, I don't know. It's hard. We have no like other than his mother saying that you know he played through symptoms of a concussion. It's hard to know uh, how serious his concussion is. So yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I think there's a chance he'd be cleared in time for that Thursday game because Salah said he doesn't have to practice to play. Uh, But we'll see. And then they close with the Patriots, who, uh, you know, in what could be the final game for Bill Belichick as Patriots coach. Um, what an indignity that would be for him to lose to the Jets there. As we mentioned, they haven't won in New England since the uh, since January 2011, the divisional round, the can't wait, Bart Scott game, all that good stuff. So now the Jets, 13 years in a row of not making the playoffs. Is that bad? Um, Is that bad? It seems bad. It's it's the worst currently in the four major sports. The Giants, if they miss the playoffs, it'll be what? Let's see. Um, they will have made it just twice since they won the Super Bowl in after the 2011. The eight years. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, that's right. They made it last year, but yeah, they made it in 2016. Yeah, that'll be so. That will mean the Giants out of 12, a 12 season stretch, will have missed the playoffs 10 times. And um, you know, generally, you miss playoffs, you have a losing record, but Giants now. Uh, Really, every every non-playoff year since the last Super Bowl win, they've had a losing record, except for going nine and seven in twenty twelve, and they and they missed the playoffs. So they, they no five hundred records in there. So um, those things typically coincide, I guess. If unless you get a lot of eight and eights and nine and seven miss the playoffs, but typically you're you're missing the playoffs, you have a losing record, and that's where they're at once again. Um, and for both these teams having clinched that losing record. And now um, the Giants' playoff hopes just teetering, uh, and we'll see if how Devito responds in this game. It's a really tough game against the angry Eagles team. Oh my God, 
I watched the Eagle game. I, I watched that game on my flight home from New Orleans last night. I don't. Did you Did you watch that Eagle game? I'm gonna be honest. I had, I, have, I was done with football after Miami. So I I, not I saw what happened, but I had not. Watched. I normally would have been in bed asleep, but I took a late flight home from New Orleans. Got to spend some extra time hanging out there, and so on Delta, I got the flight. You know, the game. Oh, whatever. I'll put the game on. Oh, it was crazy. Obviously, you know, the ending Julian love, the former giant comes up clutch. Leonard Williams, the former giant has a couple nice plays, uh, in a game that drew, they get a win with drew lock. Um, and Jamal, Jamal Adams, the great former jet, uh, or at least great in his own mind. Um, knee battling a knee injury didn't play. He was not a healthy scratch, but, uh, I don't know where that came from that he was, but he was questionably didn't play. And then he didn't, he wasn't at the game. It sounds like Pete Carroll knew that he was not going to be at the game. Um, but the Seahawks are an interesting team that's kind of scuffling and trying to stay in it with Geno Smith here down the stretch. And I mean, the commanders are a disgrace. We don't need to talk about them too much, but this Eagle team at 10 and four, three straight losses, we have the Seattle loss, absolutely horrific having come off the C- the Dallas loss and the Niner loss before that, man, the Eagles, if they lose this game on Christmas day, to Tommy DeVito and the giants at home. I mean, the fans are going to burn this game down. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't see it happening. Uh, You're not wrong. They will. Also, I just want to go just to go back. Um, I, I don't know if the Prez is going to have another term in Seattle. I just, it hasn't gone well. I just had to get work that in there. Well, I, unfortunately right. for, the, for, for the Prez, his term might not be up. If you, if you look at it in the terms of his, his contract, contract. <laughs> You know, he, they really cannot, I mean, if they cut him they'd have to eat 20 million in dead money and his cap number is 26 next year, which is a lot. So you do save 6 million bucks. Um, so maybe they just eat the 20 and they cut him. Um, hey, yeah. so what, one of the rare moves that have worked out well for the jets. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. I bring that. What an, what an absolute smug preening fool Jamal Adams is. But, uh, so, um, and not even sorry, you were you were winding up. I'll just give you one more little item on this Eagles yeah. game that I found interesting. Yeah. Um, I don't I mean it is, it's like a similar that the it's even more like where the Dolphins were reeling heading into the Jets. Like when you hear Jalen Hurts say, uh, we're not all on the same page, or it's 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 about commitment. I can't remember exactly the word Big he used, quote. but he didn't ex- yeah. yeah. I mean, that was that is somewhat alarming. And and it tells you like, you know, everybody's like, oh, these are media generated storylines that like things are amiss. But the Eagles here have lost three games in a row. And before the third game, they changed defensive coordinators, basically. I mean, the Jets are doing nothing as as the losses pile up. But it is interesting to see uh, how these teams react to this stuff. And, and that is an interesting situation for the Giants, who are not mathematically eliminated. Like if you have to play the Eagles, I guess. Either this is the wrong time or the right time. You seem to think it's the wrong time, and judging by what just happened in Miami, you're probably right. Yeah, this will be an angry Eagles team. I think even if even if you start Tyrod Taylor in this game, which I think would have been reactionary, I can understand, I guess, why they're giving why they're giving Tommy DeVito another another shot here. He wasn't awful. Um, it makes sense in New Orleans. It makes sense to get a look at him. Um, so okay fine you know if he's terrible and you're in you know maybe you go to taylor in the second half i don't think it would will matter i think this is an eagle team that's got you know a huge talent advantage over the giants they'll have no problem beating the giants so but we'll switch real uh, you know we would go back and forth on this thing but uh we'll close it out here with with picks so we'll start with the jet game and so 
now the Jets have, you know, they lost five straight. They won a game. So now it's, what is this? <sighs> Six of seven. They've lost since they beat the Giants. Um, they get the Commanders on Sunday. It was their third win in a row, yeah, when they beat the Giants. So they're very yeah. lucky to win that game. Yeah, they fell off a cliff as it, late in the season, as they usually do. And 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 the stat now on Robert Sala is, is it 2-11 or 2-13? and 2-12. Yeah. Yeah, he had lost 11 of his first 12 in December. Won the – I'm bad at math, but yeah, I guess that's 2 of 13, right? So Right, so he's 2-11 and 11. I'm looking at Rich Samee's yeah. store here. It's two and eleven in December and January. Um, Thanks for reading and, me, Darren. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kidding. So how? Uh, I mean, the Commanders no are a disgrace. I have no they, idea what to tell you. They are I, a I disgrace. Don't. They have they have lost. They lost at the Rams on Sunday. Before that, they lost forty five fifteen to the Dolphins, forty five to ten to the Cowboys. And they lost 31-19 to the Giants in DeVito's first first win. They've lost five straight games. They're four and ten. Their coach is about to get placed curbside after the season. Yes. Um, Everybody knows it. Including and him. Closed with Jets, Niners, Cowboys. So they could really lose out. Um how do you see it going Sunday for the Jets? Man, this is like their Super Bowl then. Because they I mean, they gotta they win gotta, this game. Yeah. They're gonna get another one. I honestly have no no clue. If you are gambling on this game, God help you, because I have no idea what to tell you. The Jets should win. The Jets are the more talented team. The Jets are also starting Trevor Simeon, and like most likely, because I don't see Zach Wilson getting cleared, I don't see the Jets rushing to clear him, especially now they can kind of be like he was concussed against Miami, and he has those good performances in his rearview mirror. Uh, that, that that maybe gives him some sort of trade value when they surely try to get rid of him after the season. Oh, I mean, the Jets should win the game. I have no, I mean, I have no idea if they're going to, because Trevor Simeon, Brett Rippon are probably going to be your quarterbacks. And Trevor Simeon did not look great when we saw him in the second half against the Falcons a couple weeks ago. Uh, and that's an understatement. We saw him yeah. in the fourth quarter. So I, I God, I'm going to, I don't want to pick the Jets. But I feel like I have no logical reason not to. And going with, you know, my my gut has worked out poorly as it did last week against the Dolphins. So I'm going to pick the Jets 20. I'm going to pick the Jets 17 to 10 in a rough game to watch. And it'll probably be raining at my life because it always does. I'm going to say the same pick because that is literally the pick I sent in earlier. And and you clearly uh, didn't even see that. Yeah, you didn't. Yeah, I emailed it to you and the, and the rest of our guys. I, do, I looked and I was like, I got a three. Go. I got 17 by... 10 Jets also. Why not? I'm sticking with what I have. Right. The commanders are 27th. They're 20 commanders, 27th in PFF. They're 22nd in coverage, 27th in defense in PFF. So the Jets, even with Simeon, I think will be able to score a little bit. Um, this Jet defense will, will play with some pride against a bad Washington team uh, offensively that pass blocking. It has been a joke for them how often Sam Howell's getting hit. So uh, as far as this giant game. Uh, you got to let me pick first. So because I still have a look. Maybe I'll pick it again the exact same as you did. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the Eagles 24 to 16. Wow, you got really close to getting it. Oh, wow. Wow. I had um, and I just think that, yeah, I've been – Unfortunately for Eagles fans, I've been picking you throughout your losing streak. I'm sorry. I've 
I've doomed you again. I think the Eagles are really good. I think they'll figure it out, but it has been rough. Big and talent, moving on yeah. from the co- coordinators is tough. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's. I don't think Matt Patricia is the long term answer, but uh, <laughs> this Eagle team is really trying to keep it together. It would be uh, quite a story if they're able to rally and even make the NFC Championship game at this rate. They are looking like a team that is falling apart, but they are playing a Giants team that let's remember. They, but we everyone kind of crowned Tommy DeVito and he's done a lot of good things given what the expectation level was for him. But there was always going to be a degree, I think, of regression to the mean here. Um, and so that's where they're at. 24-7 Eagles win for me, I'll say. Because big talent gap, all that jazz, and um, they're a desperate team. So yeah, that's where that's where um that's where we are. And uh next week, obviously, is uh Christmas on Monday. And so I don't think we'll do one of these on Tuesday. I think I'm going to go see some, my family. And so maybe later in the week, next week, we can, we can circle back. I think maybe perhaps maybe, uh, yeah. Cause, uh, maybe we can do something on, uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. The jets play on, on Thursday next week. So we'll figure that out. It's a little bit of a weird schedule. Um, might be able to knock one out Wednesday night, but uh, we'll see. I don't want to get in the way of your your festivities in the great city of Cleveland. Uh, whatever no. So, um, thanks for reminding me. Yeah, yeah. Christmas and Christmas time, late December in Cleveland. Uh, can't beat it. So we we will leave you guys with that. Uh, be sure to check out our stuff. NJ.com slash Giants. NJ.com slash Jets for everything. Be sure to like, rate, review, subscribe, all that and all your your podcasting platforms. And uh, we will talk to you all next week. It will not be on Tuesday, the day after Christmas, because we all have other things going on, I would think, um, family-wise and all that stuff. But we'll get back up with you guys at some point next week and uh, as these two teams close out the season. So everyone have a great holiday if you celebrate Christmas. And um, happy Hanukkah for those who celebrate that. And we will catch up with you all at some point next week and enjoy these games, which I, my goodness, I hope you all are just watching these on TV and not actually spending your Christmas in Philly, watching the Giants or trudging up on Christmas Eve afternoon to watch the Jets. Just sit back, relax, have a drink, watch on TV. And when it's over, which will probably be midway through the third quarter, you can turn the TV off and spend time with your family. Which maybe, I don't know, depending on your situation, that may be worse than watching the last quarter of a blowout game. So uh, we appreciate everybody. Thanks for always listening and all that. And uh, thanks for reading and um, supporting us. So happy holidays, everybody. And we will talk to you all soon.